All-American Mackenzie Holmes. She was the unanimous selection for preseason All-Big Ten team by the coaches. And to kind of look at things, according to coaches in the Big Ten Conference, they've got Iowa, which features Caitlin Clark, number one in the conference, Ohio State two, Indiana three, Maryland four, and Illinois five. I tell you what, Indiana and Iowa should be some outstanding games, and I really like watching Caitlin Clark and Iowa play, so that's going to be fun to look at this year. Uh, Should be some tremendous basketball. And media in the Big Ten Conference, uh, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, Maryland, and Michigan. That's how things look as far as the media rankings go for the Big Ten Conference coming out of media day and some of the preseason stuff. So uh, no surprise, Caitlin Clark selected as the preseason player of the year, both by the coaches and the media. And again, a unanimous selection, Mackenzie Holmes is for Indiana on the first team all Big Ten Conference. So a good year ahead once again for Terry Boren and the women. They have brought a lot of joy to a lot of people in our state, basketball fans here in the area. Um, You know, we saw Louisville, the women's program there, catch on first probably in the area. Jeff Walls has done wonderful things there. Amazing how many season ticket holders they have for the U of L women's games. And I can remember people, you know, five, ten years ago saying, hey, I've got tickets to the women's game tonight, going to the big women's game at the Yum Center. Um, You wondered if Indiana would ever get that kind of love and affection at a school that loves its basketball, and they are. Under Terry Moore, they have taken that next step, maybe a couple steps under her, and they have some loyal, diehard fans. And some of these successful seasons and NCAA tournament runs and some of the key players they've had uh, have only helped bolster that even further. But need to see where IU women's basketball is at now. And once again, they should be a lot of fun to watch this season and some good games coming up. For them in the non-conference, they've really stepped up their non-conference schedule, but also big games coming up in the Big Ten. I mentioned Iowa. That's going to be tremendous this year. Ohio State should be really good in the women's side of things in the Big Ten also. So uh, IU women, going to be fun to follow again this season. We've got a little bit more from Tom Allen, and we'll talk more about this later today, but a little bit more from Tom Allen on his decision to change out offensive coordinators in the middle of the season and to bump Rob Carey to that position. Uh, He spoke about that a little bit with the media before officially introducing Rob Carey for his introductory press conference. Uh, So interesting to hear that. Obviously not a good situation when you've got to switch out coaches and remove someone from your staff in the middle of the season. But Coach Allen worked through it very quickly, and I thought nicely to start his press conference yesterday. Uh, The big takeaway for me was uh, Coach Carey saying, that he really has no time to make drastic, ch- drastic changes. So while he did talk about fixing the IU offense, uh, Indiana does have a bye week, so he's got a couple weeks of practices in advance of the big, tough Michigan game coming up. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be a complete overhaul, which probably makes sense not to do in the middle of the season. But it was interesting to hear from him yesterday and to obviously hear from the coaches yesterday, from Coach Allen yesterday as well. One high school note I wanted to mention, Lloyd Central, the boys' tennis team, they won their third regional in a row. They defeated the Highlanders. Excuse me, they will, uh, yes, they uh, go to their third straight regional championship with uh, wins over Silver Creek, 
four to one in the Jeffersonville Regional Final at the Mark Riley Tennis Center. I wanted to make sure I was saying that correctly because we're moving along quickly in tennis. It's already through the regional round of the tournament. So Jeffersonville moving on locally, one of the local teams with a chance to make some noise. The Highlanders boys tennis team, 18 and five this season. They will take on Avon, who's number seven in the state, noon Saturday at the Jasper Semi-State. So good luck to Floyd Central. They've had an outstanding uh, tennis program now for a number of years, always one of the front runners in the area. But uh, they will be moving on as a team to the semi-state round this weekend at uh, Jasper. Hard to believe after this weekend we'll be basically set for the tennis uh, state finals in our state. So things moving along very quickly there as well. Let's look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. I know a lot of people reacting and loving the fact that IU and Kentucky is back. That was big news earlier in the week to hear that those teams, those rivals, are going to play in a four-game series starting very soon. And uh, obviously only one game at Assembly Hall, two games at Rupp Arena. The other Indiana home game will be at Lucas Oil Stadium where it does sound like Indiana will have every opportunity to make that a home environment as they're going to dictate and dominate a lot of the tickets, even though Lucas Oil Stadium is a very big place. But... Uh, that will be fun. That will be a welcomed addition back to the IU men's basketball schedule for future seasons. We'll head to a commercial break. Alex Bozich inside the hall presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture is next. We'll talk about the big recruiting trip yesterday for the IU basketball coaches. They saw Boogie Flan, Liam McNeely, and Derek Queen. We'll ask Alex his thoughts on all three of those guys. Also, we'll talk IU and the Big Ten for the upcoming season. And we'll take your text as well. The number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send us a text on the Thornton's text line. We'll be back with more here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's go to the text line real quick. A co-worker of mine keeps up with the Kentucky boards. I guess you mean message boards. He told me this morning they are saying Boogie is headed to Bloomington. Let's hope they are correct. I don't really mention rumors and stuff, but I, there is a lot of rumors out there that he's uh, leaving or leaving for Indiana. So um, who knows? But Alex Bozich is going to be with us here in just a second, and I'm sure we'll get into Boogie Flan, Liam McNeely, and a lot of other things here on this Thursday edition of the show. This segment with Alex is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Uh, with Todd Coleman, he's got locations now in Jeffersonville and New Albany, the new location in Jeff, the of course, original locations, two of them in downtown New Albany, and all the construction 
down there is finally over, so you can navigate easily through downtown New Albany. You can still save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all of their locations. And, of course, that newest location is Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. We haven't had a lot of phone line guests since making the studio move, so uh, everybody cross their fingers. We're going to welcome Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall for the program. Alex, do you have me? I've got you. Hopefully it comes across the air okay, but it's great to be joined. No offense, Justin, but it's great to be joined by somebody else on this program. So to get our phone guest back, why not start with Alex, who's really been with this show since day one. So great to talk with you. Lots to get to today on recruiting and the upcoming season. It's a fun time to be a basketball fan here in the state. Basically, you know, man, I'm not the most opinionated guy. I like to get good guests like you from the media and get coaches and other people and get good opinions. And uh, so Justin and I basically uh, had to talk back and forth, ask each other questions, sound off with our thoughts on things, and get creative for a guy like me that's not very creative. So it's been interesting the last few days here on the show. We just got another text, and I appreciate this texter. They always let me know how we sound on the air. It just said, audio sounds real good. So thank you, texter, for sending that in on the Thornton's text line. Alex, let's dig in to the IU stuff, starting with recruiting, because that's what everybody wants to talk about right now. Before I ask your opinion on Boogie and Liam McNeely and obviously Derek Queen as well, let's talk about the big day yesterday for the coaches. They all went together to New York first to see Boogie Fland in the first half of the day and then traveled down to Florida to see McNeely and Queen, and you can even throw Gibbons in there as well. The Indiana coaches have been busy. Yeah, they have, and it's kind of that time of year where uh, they're going to have to uh, make some moves in terms of, you know, uh, being out there and getting some face time with all these recruits and making sure that they're doing as much as they can. At this point, um, business are over. You know, I thought at one point that then your friend might try to get back on campus as far as um, doing things, but from everything else. Being told um, that's not going to be the case, but we feel good enough about uh, the visit that they had in, in June when he was on campus to go ahead and make a decision just based off of Indiana, uh, Kentucky, and Alabama. We visited a lot of three schools, and we've all been up to see him recently. I do think it's notable that Indiana took off for a coaching. Uh, up there, uh, Kentucky and Alabama didn't do that. I think any small thing that you can do to give yourself an advantage or kind of project to the recruit that uh, their importance, uh, and I don't think there's a stronger statement that you can make than uh, taking four coaches up there. So uh, that, that happened, and then obviously you mentioned the trip down to Florida. Uh, place in Indiana has been very successful recruiting. Obviously, John Richard Field, Malik Renew, everybody knows about but. Liam McNeely and Derek Lane were focused on, you did mention Curtis Gibbons, it sounds like uh, Indiana's uh, not going to end up uh, landing his uh, recruitment he's expected to decide, I think, this weekend at some point, and all of the, um, all of 
situation. All right, talking with Alex Bozer from inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Let's just go through them one by one. I guess let me ask this first. Who do you feel most confident with based on what you hear, what you read, what you're seeing as these recruitment processes unfold? Is it Liam McNeely? Is that the top choice, you think, of guys that likely could pick Indiana? Yeah. 
take a business and walk up to try to go and visit immediately after work to try to, you know, reinforce the fact that, hey, don't get turned up on your business, don't get, um, you know, don't, don't let the fact that they have a wrestling person be some of the last thing you think about before making the decision. There's a real strategy behind all this to probably see a sales job for these coaches, they know what they're doing. And so I think, from Indiana's standpoint, you know, they're hoping that Queen gets through the business and they actually take some time to think things through and maybe uh, arrive for some additional trips down there for coaches to kind of make one for a pick rather than just taking a rest visit and making a decision. Usually when that happens, uh, just kind of historically looking at recruiting, uh, oftentimes the school up a rest visit won't um, But I think the man is well positioned now. I, I, I think that they've done as much work as any school. And they, um, you know, the schools you hear about most in that one are obviously not only Indiana, I think Houston is one of them that has done a good job and could be a factor in general, but less about LSU and Kansas where he's working for them. Alex Bozick inside the hall with us talking recruiting to begin the segment. Also, Alex, I teased this earlier in the show and I want to mention it with you. Uh, a lot of good stuff at insidethehall.com. You're previewing the Big Ten Conference, taking a look at all the teams Indiana will face once we get to Big Ten basketball this season. And I know that you and I throughout the offseason have always kept a close eye on Big Ten matters. And I've asked you multiple times, you know, how you think the conference shakes out here in the preseason as far as favorites. But as you've dug into some of these teams, their rosters, their returners, newcomers, uh, any surprises, anything that's caught your eye uh, as you're in the middle of these Big Ten team previews? Uh that's a good question. Um, I've actually written them all already, so I'm a little bit ahead of the game, but there's still four more to publish. But I kind of put my head down earlier this week and just started writing two or three a day and decided to knock them out. So I've kind of been immersed in this stuff, um, looking at, at the teams. But I would say a couple of things stand out. First, the Michigan State. If there's a team that's going to knock off Purdue in the Big Ten, I definitely think it's Michigan State. I know that's an easy thing to say because, of course, they're a really top five preseason team. But the reason for that is they're more closely at their roster. Uh, I think they're more deep than Purdue. Um, you know, obviously, Purdue has Black Eddie and the Paint. He's the best player and the most dominant player in college basketball. But I don't think Michigan State's roster, and, you know, A.J. Hobart, Tyson Walker, um, Jay Lakins, um, Trey Holloman and, and Jeremy Fears all guards on that roster. That's kind of pretty good guards uh, that they have. And the post play maybe matters probably with some of the other teams, but they do have four guys that are 6'9", six, 6'10", six, that can play. I mean, one by uh, Manny Sissoko, who was much improved last season. He's probably going to be the starter at the five, but they're also bringing Daniel Booker uh, and they return two other guys to they're just big, big bodies that they're going to be able to throw at teams for different looks and to, to get some fouls. And that's about Malik Hawk. I mean, he's one of the better, more underrated forwards in the league, very versatile off the, off the bench, or even on the starter, if they want to play him at the three of the floor, uh, he can do that. And then Tony Carver, I think right now, if he can do the same position a little bit, if he's going to use, he's got a little bit of recruiting for a while back off, but he's one of the more uh, explosive newcomers uh, in college basketball. So, I think Michigan State has a ton of weapons, and they also have, in my opinion, the best coach in the Big Ten Tommy, but he's, the last three years, maybe haven't gotten the results that he expects. 
Report with Matt Dennison. What's we're missing for all the small schools and they're a chance to get here? Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. What's we for coach? You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday edition of the show. Glad to have you with us. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. So uh, no matter if you're live with us on the Big X podcast, uh, on demand, whatever it may be, we're glad to have you with us uh, each and every day here on the show. I wanted to ask Alex uh, his thoughts on Jalen Hood-Chicino. Uh, does he think he could be a 15-year NBA point guard? We talked about Coach Darvin Ham of the Lakers mentioning that uh, or saying that in a press conference recently. So some really positive words about Jalen Hood-Chikino headed into the NBA season. But I don't know, not a big NBA guy. I am excited about the start of the season, probably most more so because it signals 
the start of the regular season of college basketball. Uh, so that is something to be excited about. Uh, and also, uh, you know, Trace Jackson, Davis, Galen Hood, Tofino, the list of IU guys in the Big Ten Conference is growing, and that is exciting as well. And if you look at the current roster for Indiana this season, I know we've talked about this, but Terrell Ware and also Mackenzie Mbako, those guys are being projected in the draft at least. A lot of it's going to depend on how their season goes, but the roster of NBA guys playing pro ball in the NBA could continue to grow. And if you get guys like Liam McNeely and Boogie Flan, multiple guys like that in the same class, which is possible for Indiana in 2024, I think you're going to continue to see the number of NBA players out of Indiana uh, to the NBA or from Indiana, from the basketball program to the NBA continue to grow. High school football this weekend. Justin Kalen tells me that a uh, little bit of a switch. Uh, going to be doing the Floyd Central Jennings County game on Friday. So I think 94.7, Justin, is that correct? Okay, so 94.7 for Floyd Central and Jennings County. And for the Highlanders, 6-1, and one, uh, that game, a victory there would be huge in their march to a potential Hoosier Hills Conference championship so far. Floyd Central has been able to run the table against HHC opponents. And uh, Jennings County, 0-4 in the conference, but they are 3-4 overall. So they're not a, a terrible ball club by any stretch of the imagination. But a win would put Floyd Central at 5-0 with New Albany coming up. And right now, New Albany is 2-2 two two in the conference, 2-5 overall. And they have struggled, to be quite honest. So we'll see how things play out. But Floyd Central, I think... I think they got a great chance to get a Hoosier Hills Conference champ championship barring any upsets, and that's the game that Justin will cover from a Southern Indiana perspective on one of our sister stations. Charlestown, this week they host Salem. Uh, Charlestown 4-3, and three, Salem 1-6, and six, so the Pirates should be able to add a win to their total. North Harrison, excuse me, Clarksville still looking for their first, first win of the season at North Harrison. That's going to be a really tough one for the Generals. Jeffersonville also looking for their first win of the season. They take on 2-5 and five Columbus East Friday night. Columbus East, not a good ball club, but again, uh, not sure that Jeff can beat them. Jennings County will be the Red Devils' regular season closer. Uh, so two games that maybe Jeff would have a chance at. Would love to see the Red Devils get on the board with a win this season. New Albany at Seymour. I know Justin earlier in the week said he thought that it could be a decent game. Perhaps it is, but... Seymour 4-3, I think they're a pretty solid club. New Albany 2-5, we'll see how the Bulldogs do in that contest. Providence 7-0 at Gordon Central. Should be no problems for the Pioneers to get a eighth win of the regular season and setting up for a big showdown in week nine of high school football. Providence and North Harrison next Friday night. That should be a good one to kind of get us ready for sectional football after that. Silver Creek, 5-2, and two, putting a nice campaign together. They will get a challenge. They are going to be at Brownstown Central coming up uh, on Friday night. Brownstown, 6-1. and one. Silver Creek, 5-2. and two. We'll see if the Dragons can notch what would be a big win if they could knock off the uh, Brownstown Braves on Friday night. Lots of other stuff going on. Soccer sectionals. I know there's some championship games set for this weekend. We mentioned tennis, uh, now through the regional, headed to the semi-state. Volleyball or sectionals get underway soon. I'm going to get out and see 
some of the locals. Uh, this is uh, this is an opportunity for I think Southern Indiana to be well represented in the state tournament again when it comes to volleyball. Providence obviously at the top of the list there. So a lot of excitement this fall time. We'll do our best to keep you updated with all the different sports and all the different storylines coming out of Southern Indiana. But the key thing is, can we get a state championship here in the fall? Will it be multiple sports, one sport? Who will it be? Uh, I think it's possible. So there's opportunities for Southern Indiana to shine here in the fall before we get to the winter and for before we get to basketball season. Uh, thanks for being with us today. That's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. We'll be back on Friday. Dylan Wallace will be with us to talk IU basketball and football. We'll also take a look across the Big Ten and college football as a whole because the Hoosiers are idle this weekend, which is, I think, a good thing for IU football. And uh, also tomorrow, Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star is scheduled to be with us. We can chat some high school football with him and basketball recruiting as well. So stay with us for all of that here on our Friday program. And again, as I mentioned, if you missed the live show, we're available as a podcast. Just search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you should find us just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts on demand. Glad to have you with us no matter how you join the show each and every day. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back on Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.